Hello, human peoples. You're listening to the podcast network of Gamefully Unemployed. Support us and gain access to great exclusive podcasts like Fox Mulder is a Maniac, Tom and Jeff Watch Batman, Star Trek The Next Futurama, and our latest show, Spiel Boys. Head over to patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. We do game streaming, movie nights with our patrons every Friday night, and you can even commission your own podcast about anything you want. Literally anything, within reason. And we have to do it. You are quite frankly out of excuses not to go visit patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. That's patreon.com slash G-A-M-E-F-U-L-L-Y unemployed, which is spelled like it sounds. Hey, Dave. Hey, Tom. What are you reading? Oh, I'm reading martial law. Oh, yeah? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome to Tom and Dave Read Martial Law, mm. uh, brought brought to you by uh, the one, the only, Mind Freak oh. 555. Oh, thank you so much, Mind Freak. Brought to you by the letter M. Mm. For so, Mind Freak. For Mind Freak and for Martial Law. See, it works and, out. Yep. We're, uh, and we're the reading. number five. We're, we're doing this podcast really to encourage uh, reading. And also, For children, uh, yeah. yeah, as a tax shelter. Um, yeah. So, you know, this is all, Get, we can write all of this off because we're doing a public service by encouraging reading. Exactly. We can write a lot of things off, Tom. Yeah, that's true. It's <laughs> Almost like the everything. One, it's like the one, it's the one thing we got going for us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, that's it. That's it. Yeah. It's good. That's the only advantage to being yeah. uh, self-employed in this manner. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've had restaurant where it's like gone out to eat with a friend and been like, can this be a business meeting? Yeah, I don't see why not. Uh, and then you t- you talk business for five minutes. Bam, you got a business. Oh, meeting. yeah. No, that's see, I've already figured out a, a quick workaround to that is you just bring business cards with you everywhere you go. And then just, oh. you just give them to people that you're eating with. And that's it. Boom. Bing, bang, boom. It's a business, business. meeting. Business. Networking. Networking. Ah, I'm going to uh. go. I'm going to go right on my LinkedIn wall about this. <laughs> Folks, what this is a p- psychopaths a do social media updates on LinkedIn. All right. Anyway. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Sorry. Every now and then someone will be like, so and so friended you on LinkedIn. And I'm like, what the fuck are people doing on LinkedIn? Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. Jesus fucking Christ. All right. So this is a podcast where we're reading uh, martial law, as is probably evident. Mm-hmm. Yeah. By, you, there, there are by, many, like, many hints uh, uh, to that end uh, before arriving at this point of the recording. Right. The title of the there's episode, etc. Yeah, there's three episodes already. Yeah, uh, where we we where we go through this comic series, and we're we're nearing the end. We're t- we're this is our second to last episode, I believe. I think so. We have one more after this, right? I'm pretty sure this is episode four. We're covering two ep- uh, two issues of Martial Law: uh, the Hateful Dead and Super Babylon. Uh. And uh, this is these are good good ones combined because they're the well, same. They're basically the same narrative thread. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, 
I, I I guess we should go through it. I forget we 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 so we discuss the actual comics and yeah. then we um, remind me what the sections are for this episode. There's not Dave. Much, I think we I think we just freeform it. We talk about the comics for a while. Oh right, and then we we got a cast. Oh that's we right. We, cast that's, the, the casting is our only real is our only real section, as it were. Yeah, this is a loosey goosey podcast. Um, yeah, it's loose goose. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Some, like a, somebody set that goose free exactly and it is just raining chaos down everywhere mm-hmm. so this starts with martial law going to uh the fa- he's at he's going to the foul play club right and yeah he's, he's like he's um, patrol he's being a real edgelord uh <laughs> yeah i mean that feels redundant you, you look at that yeah, guy you're just like oh yeah of course you don't even need to say he's an edgelord no, he's the ultimate edge lord. He, right, he's their avatar. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and he's—it's this area where um, they've sort of like. I'm trying to remember what the last ones were. Well, the last was that, one, the that last wedding. The last one we did was the uh, the takes Manhattan where he faces oh, the, right. the Avengers, the Avengers who are really just a bunch of nutcases, uh, and none of them actually have powers. Uh, right, so we're hitting these one-off stories. These basically. are these are all very the first. What I'm this the sense that I'm getting is that first pair of episodes we did for the initial I think six issue run of Martial Law was a single contained story um, with themes and junk, and I think the rest of the 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 stuff we're going to look at is going to be way more episodic like you know just yeah. the further adventures of uh martial law it's very serialized you know like comic books yeah um, he has to he has to like sort of reintroduce himself every episode yeah because it, it also seems like, like a page I spent on that there's a lot of time in between these two like martial law was never an ongoing series it doesn't appear so it's just like a okay. bunch of like kind of like one-off mini series like one shot yeah the illustrations looked a little different in this one, uh, but that might have just been me. It looked the, uh, but, it, it looked the same. I didn't check to see if the art artist was different, but yeah, it was definitely the same style. Um, yeah. So he's he's going out. He's uh, you know, it, it's it's this area where it's a new aspect of superheroes, which is that it's like superheroes selling their bodies to mm-hmm. people. Yeah, it's a, um, it's a form of prostitution. To, there, you can beat up. Yeah. On them. Yeah, to wail on them. Uh-huh. Um, he God, I, at least I'm that's, trying to remember. That's what the what the writers of the comic are trying to connect it with in our minds. Anyway, yes, is um, the idea of like the red light district, uh, uh, the sex trafficking, basically. Right? Is he right away going to investigate? He's going a murder. Yes, because there's a well, razor I, head. I think what happened. He's just kind of patrolling. So he goes around like there's a superhero in this in this foul play club district there's like a superhero fight club which i would be there every night oh of course um, you just it's like the game pit fighter only it's a bunch of uh atomic uh, uh little freaks punching each other yeah um and then he gets flagged down by that spider dude um that the, the for like the web weaver club there's this just wild looking dude who just has a mostly robotic body and it's kind of like a spider body and he runs this little bar um, uh, which is just like it's like a you know an hourly mo- motel basically. It's one of those right. kinds of establishments. Um, and somebody, 
Uh, some civilian's been murdered in one of the uh, hotel rooms because he booked time to wail on this guy, this this hero called Razorhead. Uh, and martial law investigates the crime scene and quickly puts together that what happened was really self-defense. Like the guy took it too far and Razorhead went all Razorhead on the guy. <laughs> Right, he's he he's pretty he's pretty cool with Razorhead. Yeah, he's pretty chill um, with Razor. He he recruits yeah. Razorhead because he's like, hey, my last sidekick got horribly killed at the end of the last uh, issue. Uh, do you yeah. want to be my new sidekick? But that comes later. That comes later. Um, but yeah, yeah. I liked his guns, his bullets. Um, what were they called? The attitude correction capsules that shot razor wire. A razor wire net that then electrifies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the Cobweb Palace. That's what Cobweb it is. Palace, um, yeah. He's got like a little thing behind the bar where you can pay money and sign a waiver to climb up into like Madam Spider's Web and she'll fuck you to death, basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty great. And Martial Law does it. Right. Um, he's like a regular. <laughs> like he, cl- yeah. he climbs up there. She's like, oh, nice to see you again. And they fuck around. And then she's like, all yeah. right, see you next time. He's like, yep. So it's um, it's one of those things that like only other superheroes can withstand it, I guess. Anyway, right. And Everest is the guy who runs the. Everest is bar, a different right? guy. No, the, oh, okay, the guy who okay. runs the bar is the weird mechanical spider dude. Everest is basically oh, right. a pimp. He's like the the guy who is the, they call him the agent, but he's the guy who's like coordinating all the transactions for civilians. Right, to come and what martial law figures out. Yeah, fig- martial law figures out that Everest paid the dude to s- to stab Razorhead, right? Right, because Razorhead was working without Everest. He was he was basically working without an agent. Um, so yeah, he was Everest. We find out sort of set this up to like as a right. warning to other heroes. Hey, if you're gonna if you're gonna sell your body for people to wail on, you better do it through me or else. Basically, yep. Uh, this is all though a <laughs> setup. Uh, and what I mean is like a setup in the plot where it, it's leading to talking this, about this uh, is all going to get to zombies eventually. <laughs> yeah, this is all getting to co- coma or coma. Yeah, uh, but it's he calls it coma. I think that's uh, that's but, a real it's a real Sin City reference. <laughs> yeah, um, and coma is a cemetery where basically all the superheroes martial law killed. Uh, you know, have been buried. It's and it's a it's a yeah it's a cemetery the size of a city. Yeah, and uh, some toxic waste falls in, and that you know what happens: mm-hmm. toxic waste plus uh, bodies equals zombies, superhero zombies. They talk about I like he talks about Pa who um, embalmed them, and how like he just embalmed some of their heads, so some of them come out with like. Like the um, embalming clearly like preserves some corpses better than others, mm-hmm. uh, but the first corpse is um, the black scarab, uh, who I guess yeah martial law killed. Yeah. Um. And I think okay, it's two plots happening: is the bodies are coming out. Mm-hmm. Uh, meanwhile, martial law is uh, hunting down Razorhead, right? Yeah. He tracks down Razorhead. They fight. Um, they kind of come yep. to a, a, a bit of an understanding. But then Everest and the rest of his goons <clears throat> beat uh, Martial Law. He covers, cover yeah, him, he in covers him in the, the shaving foam. Yeah, he covers him in his web. Yeah. And then, well, uh, it's, it's specifically shaving foam, according to... Right, yeah. 
I love that Razorhead is shaving themed. Yeah. Oh no, it's someone else. Someone else hits the foam actually. So they're just like they're just like shaving themed in general, I guess. I don't know, man. Yeah. Um it's it's pretty but, sweet. <laughs> yeah, so they they decide to go bury him alive in the uh in cemetery. The, in the city cemetery. Yeah, it's 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 yeah. all it's all very edge lordy. Yeah, but I do like where this is heading. It's basically they go to bury him alive. Meanwhile, the bodies are coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, Everest was also like the sidekick. I want to say he was the sidekick of, the of, Black of, of Black Scarab. So like his plan all along was to re- use this toxic waste to reanimate Black Scarab because he misses him. Right. That's it. Yeah, it's cute. Yeah, it's, and so it becomes it's a adorbs. situation where it's little adorbs. Yeah, Black Scarab just zombies <clears throat> the shit out of Everest, which turns him into a zombie, um, and it becomes a situation where. It sides don't matter. It's now them versus zombies, which is kind of how Razorhead and um, uh, uh, Martial Law uh, hook up. And I really like how the zombies work. I like that their theme, their 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 motto is "Go with the flow." Yeah, go with the flow. <laughs> yeah, which makes a lot of sense. It's yeah. a good m- zombie motto. Yeah, like what else um, are you gonna do? It's you're a zombie now. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and that they've realized. Like, these reanimated corpses are basically saying, like, there is no hell. Yeah. Morality is an illusion. Yeah, so they, they want to... don't have to do anything. They want to spread the good word to the living. It's like, well, you don't have to have morals. None of it matters. <laughs> right. So I like that they have, like, a philosophy. Yeah, they're nihilists. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> they would be. Yeah, it's true. Martial law p- bulldozes a bunch of them and <laughs> sure with does. the graves. This, yeah, there's some gnarly there's, zombies. There's stuff. some stuff I want to talk about, and I, th- I think the main question I have for you is, do you think it's gotten away from them a little bit? <laughs> this, <laughs> like where this the point where this comic ends up? Because what ends up happening? is uh martial law's uh girlfriend lynn is brought back to life uh and and her death uh it was you know obviously she was she got the shit fridged out of her but it it was also part of this the the theme of the original six issues and it was like it was a it was a she did get fridged but it was like a big point of the story and it, it was about like heroism and and the collateral damage right. and etc and like the, the the pieces from her uh thesis that she was writing um and like how he was conflicted because she like hated everything that martial law as martial law stands for it was this really complex emotional thing that was uh you know in all of its uh faults and problematic parts was like a really thoughtful uh deconstruction of like the myth of like uh like a soldier's death and 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 like like a good death or like dying gloriously and like heroism and things like that that is all reduced in this comic to his girlfriend coming back to life in uh, just a ridiculously sexed up superhero costume. Uh, and then he has to uh, overcome his guilt and fucking shoot her to death with a gigantic cannon at the end. Right. So it's because basically. Because he hates superheroes more than he loves her. Yeah. 
because she becomes a superhero. That's true. So maybe it maybe maybe it is still on point. Like maybe it is still on theme. I but think, it, it yeah. seemed really funny to me that like the end point of this new zombie storyline is like his girlfriend comes back to life so that he can say. I'm done feeling guilty about you and fucking atomize her with a with a Tesla right. laser cannon. Having learned nothing. Learned um, nothing. You could argue <laughs> I don't know where this is heading, so you could argue maybe this is like part of the, you know, the character arc. He's going in the wrong direction here. It could be but, a, it could also be like a Gremlins 2 thing. That's like kind of the vibe I'm getting where they're just like is, the more they do, they're just like fuck it. Like this is ridiculous. Like they're like making fun of themselves at this point. Honestly, I think that's more it because like they've sort of said what they needed to say. So all these It is very redundant comics, at this point. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, like there's there's kind of an Avengers group in this. Um and it's like, ah, you kind of just did that. It's uh, right. We're, we're like so much so that if you watch part of the fun uh, of the art in, in these comics, and I think we've talked about it in the previous episodes, is a lot of the panels are just so lush, like they're crammed full of stuff. So you can sit right. there and just look at all the details and little hidden jokes and stuff like that in all the panels. But they're reusing a lot of them in this. So you're seeing like the same references to Batman and Superman and Thor right. that we've seen in previous issues. So it's like we're yeah. it's we're in like what is this, the eighth and ninth comic of uh, Ad- Adventures of Martial Law? It really like feels that. like beating a dead horse in a lot of ways. Because <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah we covered is- all this. <laughs> kind of why I don't mind the zombies because I yeah. was like, because what else are you going to do? Go? Yeah. Yeah, Might as well return the, the living dead this shit. Yeah, it's a good way to bring back old villains. I, yeah, I, it was true. like the reanimated corpses of people he's defeated who are now mad at him. I like Pa's uh, body art that, that comes to life. That was a hell of a drop. So, yeah. like, I just assumed that, like, Marshall's parents would be dead. Right. Because he's such a little edgelord boy. Not only are but they no. not dead... The uh, his dad's the mortician of the cemetery city. He just we learn that martial law just kind of pops over there not infrequently to visit with his parents, and also that his dad's a fucking maniac. Yeah, he's a beautiful <laughs> maniac. He makes artistic sculptures out of the corpses he embalms. It makes sense. Martial law grew up playing with corpses, basically. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, they're really having fun. I will say the further they get away from that initial six issue story, they're not bothering to make Marshall like a real person anymore. They're just really going hard into the idea that he's just a slobbering maniac. And so there's stuff like, yeah, he grew up in a cemetery city playing with corpses. (laughs) Like what? Fuck it. it. Why not? Yeah. It it feels like, um, I, I, just, I can't think of a good comparison. It's basically they told the story. Yeah, they've, and they've now said everything like, they wanted well, to shit. say. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's like, well, we, we let's do another one. Okay, what's this one going to be? Uh, zombies. Sure. Sure. They do have yeah. the, uh, they basically bring in the Justice League in this one. Um, but it's like the, they're. <laughs> they're corpses. They're corpses. And it's specifically like the Golden Age. Uh, so it's like. Um, 40s era justice league and they call them the jesus society of america but so the the freshest thing the comic 
this this comic does is 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 uh, sort of deconstruct a little bit of of that sort of uh, '40s era like Great War propaganda, basically. Like, yeah, the they do the thing that people have talked about. Propaganda. Yeah, yeah, where people are like, "Wouldn't Captain America be super racist?" And they're like, "Yes, he would. He sure would. Yes, he would be." Yeah. So like, uh, yeah, there's there's Asian tourists and German tourists at this like museum where their embalmed bodies are treated like like statues like it's like a wax museum mm-hmm. but with their corpses and they have their chain of train of thought being like oh my god what is the enemy doing here yeah and then they flip out it's i, I really like that idea because they it, it first of all it's interesting to sort of take apart the 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 myths around that uh era not just about superheroes but also about world war ii and america's involvement in it and the west's involvement in it and like the kind of the unpleasant and uh i forgive the phrase the inconvenient truths about it so it's like uh, it's 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 deconstructing that myth of like the greatest generation being and then they they use it to sort of point out like yeah no the, the war was really bad even though it it we kind of really hold ourselves up as like, this is our most heroic time. It's like the worst time for the world. Uh, right. Our heroics were very uh, paper thin. Um, there's a lot of consequences. There's a lot of way that, that we don't talk about. We, we, we lionize the heroes and, and hold up like the heroism of war and stuff, but we don't talk about the victims. Um, yeah. We don't talk about the shady ass shit like America recruiting a bunch of Nazi scientists. Uh, right. Giving, and he says, yeah. like, we're not that type of heroes yeah. or something like <laughs> yeah. that. Where yeah. it's like, yeah, their heroics were just a skin deep, basically. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And then the, the other aspect of it is the fact that all the heroes in this museum, it's like literally their bodies full of embalming fluid. So, yeah. like, they, they've just been preserved. Um, their actual corpses are on display. So it's like we, it's like literally we will not let them die. So it's like right. we keep going back to these. Even when the comic was published, they were antiquated. So like, man, twenty twenty two, this shit is super antiquated. But we're still going back to that boomer era. You know, it's the whole "Make America Great Again" bullshit. It's like, right? We won't let this myth die, and it, it, it's like uh, that. That stuff was interesting to me. Um, so that oh, was yeah. cool. Oh, that was very And it was also fun to have uh, a fun excuse to have a nude uh, Silver Age Flash uh, jacking himself <laughs> off at the speed of light. Right. Uh, he learns to <laughs> vibrate his genitals so fast. So nobody can see, see them. them. And then. So he can be naked. Dave, I could talk for 15 hours about Tomcat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what was Tomcat supposed to be? I like, think he's Batman. But oh, like, that's funny. he's just a fucking drunk idiot in a cat yeah. costume, and he's just hammered twenty four seven. It's pretty great. It's so fucking good. Like, yeah. not even he knows why he's dressed as a cat. <laughs> oh, uh, it's yeah. It's it, man. When was this made as opposed to like, yeah, Watchmen and The Boys? Because it's all very much. It's all around. This is around the same. This is contemporary with Watchmen, late 80s. Um, and okay. this might even be early 90s at this point. But like the original right. was late 80s. So it was around the same time as Watchmen and Dark Knight Returns. That's sort of the, the, the deconstruction of the superhero myth comics that were coming out. And like the first Judge Dredd comics. 
Right. Because, yeah, H2O man giving a hand job or giving a dolphin a hand job. Giving a dolphin a hand job. Um, Like, that's very much like the boys. Yeah. Um, I love the Green Lantern guy (laughs) who makes a blue mousetrap and he goes, ooh, a (laughs) mousetrap. None of it works. Beats the shit out of him. They show show in flashback basically all the. None of these heroes really had any powers, it seems. Like, they were just, like, basically USO actors, uh, like boosters. Yeah. so it shows them being com- incredibly ineffective on the front lines and all this other stuff. So, and it, it culminates with them basically getting killed by the mafia because they were on TV talking about how they had were like conquerors of crime and they, they'd crushed the underworld. So the mob just murdered them all. Uh, right. And there's a very funny full page splash where it's the mob gunning down pretty much uh, analogs of most of the DC universe. And then you have the green lantern guy with this huge blue magnet. I mean like the magnet's not working. Their bullets must be made of wood. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Solid. (laughs) But we are getting that's super Babylon. That's super Babylon. But it it bleeds together because basically the zombies overrun the cemetery and they, uh, run into the city and they get into the the superhero yeah. museum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the Hateful Dead kind of ends with Lynn coming back mm-hmm. um, and being like, "You should also become a because like Everest gets killed and then like um, the Scarab just wears him like a like a like a I don't know like a little belt buckle. Yeah, he's got him, him. He's got him on his hip. His little head on yeah. his hip. It's like that head you carry around in God of War. Yeah, exactly. Um, and uh, so there's this idea they want to make so he could give him gameplay tips. <laughs> there's a great um, the airplane part where the zombie pilot crashes an airplane, <laughs> yeah, just crashes it. Yeah, so the idea is the zombies are trying to make other people zombies, but yeah. to help them, yeah, they want to and f- um, free them from their inhibitions, basically. Yeah, and so Lynn basically tempts um martial law and the first section a- ends with him seemingly blowing his head off mm-hmm. and then we learn he shot himself through the cheeks he fight clubbed himself yeah <laughs> he fight clubbed yeah uh and so the second half is kind of him and and um razor joining forces more and they go black scarab is the main bad guy he's the main throughout zombie yeah oh, yeah and we, I, I like that we learned Lynn that. is his second yeah I like that we learned that his basically scam as a, when he was alive was it, like he and uh, Everest were just running a protection racket. Right. That's yeah, it. they're all just scumbags. Yeah, they're all just fucking scumbags. And we get it, but it's it's still kind of funny. I don't know. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. So, yeah, part two is begins with the Jesus Society, Society of America, which is great, but it really did feel a lot like... We, the we, takes Manhattan. We covered this, yeah. It, well, it, and also we covered a lot of it with Public Spirit, uh, and this one even, yeah. this one even has Golden Age Public Spirit, who just looks like Captain America with the square shield. Yeah, uh, but yeah, yeah, we, yeah, we, it's it's the redundant stuff. It, it's know, the it's, same. It's the ineffective Avengers. Yeah, it's the thing that we've been doing now since, like, I'm sure before this, and up to the new Doctor Strange. Which is like we're we're it's it's just funny to see it, uh, in this thing this comic from like the eighties or nineties where it's like yeah 
we're obsessed with this. The Avengers show up and they get their asses kicked, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, they did in, like, Mystery Men, right? Isn't that the premise of Mystery Men? Mystery, yeah, the Greg Kinnear gets killed and then they have to... Yeah, it's it's what if the what if Superman dies mm-hmm. and the B-team is left. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's, it's just interesting to see, like, that always felt like a fresh take, but it's been around for so long. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so like, I, again, that's why it's like, it's, I, I, I really enjoyed it, but it was very much like, okay, you're running out of ideas. Yeah. Here. It's the same. They, it, like we said, it feels like in their first six issues, they said everything they wanted to say. So now with these subsequent installments, it's just kind of having fun. Yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, the, the do, do we ever solve the zombies? I assume that's for next time. For next issue like it, it it this ends with basically him blasting lynn uh yeah they right? sort of they kill a bunch of them uh the they, they start to you remember they have that bit with suicida who's who keeps coming back to get his ass beat oh, um yeah. where like the the cops are showing up and like de-zombifying people basically and re right. and reinterring them so it ends with like they're getting back. This stuff is getting back under control. So right. I, I think it's as, this is as solved as the zombie problem is going to get. Right. They kind of skip ahead. Don't they? In the, yeah. 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 Once he, once um, he <laughs> musters up the courage he needed all along to fucking blow up his dead girlfriend. Mm-hmm. It's this, <laughs> This run was, yeah, there's fun stuff in it, but there's also, like, it's a little homophobic. Um, mm-hmm. Lynn, it's... Lynn comes back, and it's very misogynistic. She basically just, like, a black scarab just, like, fucks her in front of him, and it's, like, this whole thing. It's like, okay, right. guys, like, all right. <laughs> no, they very much ran out of ideas. Yeah. It's, it's, what are we doing? It's, yeah. It, there's, they, they did the, yeah, they did the thing, the message, um, and now they're just sort of going places and like, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. And they're doing some of the stuff they were making fun of. It's like, all right, guys, like, what are we, what are we doing? Right, I don't know. Right. It's a 30 year old comic. It's a 30 year old edgelord comic. So it, yeah, exactly. <clears throat> I can't be too surprised that there's some fucking problematic shit in it, but what are right. you do? And like this, the zombie stuff, it's just like, okay, well, this isn't really a comment on anything. Not really. Not really. It's. It's a fun idea. They're really, it's, yeah, this is really just jazz. Like, they're really, it really feels like they're just having fun and kind of giving very surface level obvious uh, comments on society that they've already, points that they've already made pretty much. Although, like I said, I did enjoy them specifically talking about the golden age and, and uh, world war two era stuff uh, like that stuff. Um, but it was still sort of included in their initial idea in those first six issues. So I don't know. Yeah, it, it definitely, I feel like we've peaked at the previous issues The yeah, with the, with the other Avengers. Yeah. Um, that the, the takes Manhattan was really funny and really fun. Um, and this, it feels like they're running out of gas. Honestly, what I would say, what, what what was great about these was the zombie art was pa the dead bodies the the graveyard stuff Mm -hmm. i think that's when it was at its strongest um and then it sort of 
Like it really like I almost wish they didn't introduce any more superhero shit, and it was just the zombie stuff. It like it, it's almost like they felt the need to uh, be that satire again, right? And to bring back like, but they didn't have enough to say. Yeah, it's like we get it, we get it. Yeah, <laughs> like, and I really liked that take on zombies. Is like. They're trying to help us. It's it's a philosophy. It's like you said. They're nihilists. Yeah. They don't. Um, they're like they're like a student union, a group like aggressively trying to recruit freshmen. Yeah, exactly. We got some stuff you should read. <laughs> um. Yeah. It's. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. I, I had a thought and it froze in its tracks. <laughs> so. No, um, I'm sorry. It's fine. It's all fine. But yeah, yeah I think. This the, I okay. I remember what I was gonna say. The zombie stuff was fun, and I really liked um, this. I don't necessarily love the character design in in these books, but I really sometimes they they really do do really cool things, or like they have a, a really great idea. And I I really like the design of Razorhead. He's just gr- yeah. grotesque in all the right ways. <laughs> well, he's perfect because the last who is the last guy that was his Kiloton. 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 Like I love that it's these just these big weirdos. Yeah, Razorhead. Um, I I I like the sympathizing with him because they basically he's basically like, "Do you want to become my assistant?" Mind you, my last one was horribly killed, and he's like, "I don't have many options." I don't have too many employment like, options. Yeah. Yeah. Look at me. Like this is this is what I had 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 to do is like be you know sell my body to people who wanted to beat me up. So yeah, like I like sympathizing with this big goon who's just like, yeah, I I don't, I'm not employable. Yeah, I have <laughs> I, a, I have a, a living. gigantic razor sticking in my brain, so I don't make the right. best decisions either. <laughs> like, yeah, I like the idea of I, I yeah I really liked the idea of this section where the they're not trying to be street thugs; they're just trying to make an honest living, and they they don't have many options. Yeah, they don't have any skills outside of being superheroes so it's like what do i it's, what do i yeah. do it's very much i is this a commentary on oversaturation of superheroes in general i think it's on like oh go ahead finish the, that thought oh just the idea that like comics at the time were probably putting out so many and nowadays it's the same with movies where it's like uh like there's so many fucking superheroes and it's like there isn't the need for this many and so they don't have much to do like that's the idea of the society is like there's so many that it's like they they have to resort to gimmicks and and like every every uh like yeah it it just it, like it that must be that must be a commentary on just superhero comics in general. I think it's right? it's partially that, and it's also, and I believe we discussed this on previous episodes. It's veterans, like how veterans right, are treated. Right. Oh, of course. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I think that that's probably uh, an aspect. Certainly, I just double checked this. These two series, uh, sort of one-offs, came out in 1991, 1992, respectively. Uh, okay. And there was a pretty big boom in the early 90s at least in marvel i remember a little bit in dc but i wasn't reading dc as much of really introducing a lot of new characters in right. the first half of the 90s so that could be part and, of it yeah and i mean it, it, even if it wasn't meant to be it is like you look at the movies superhero movies now it's just like 
you can't just do a superhero movie anymore. No. <laughs> like you, you, you can't just do like guy becomes a superhero. He fights crime, uh, beats up the bad guy and wins. Like no one would go for that anymore. It has to be fucking wild. Yeah. It's gotta um, be really outside the box. Yeah. And it's going to get more and more meta and weird as we go. So we're kind of hitting that point where it's like, like you look at, I don't know, Morbius, which is like, Ugh. that's just your, that, that's just your straight up like, yeah, I became a hero and it's kind of a curse and I beat up the bad guy and it ends and everybody was like, that is lame and they weren't wrong. <laughs> Listen, Dave, it's the summer of Morbius. That's true. It is. We're, we're in it. it. We're living in it now. Yeah. By the way, the, the panel in this of the mob shooting everybody. Yeah. Uh, if you look at it, there's, there's just a, a cartoon rabbit. There's a Bugs Bunny. There's a Mickey Mouse yeah. on, the, on the left too. Yeah. Oh yeah, there is. That's, that's silly. Mm-hmm. This is really like, again, the, I, I say this, these two issues really popped out for their art more than, more than the writing. There was some good stuff here for sure. Yeah. Um, do we want to cast? We need to cast some of these, Whew. some of these shits. Um, all right. So who do we got to cast? We should probably cast Black Scarab, right? Yep, Razorhead. Razorhead, we um, got to cast. We should probably cast Everest. And I don't, I don't think we need to cast all the, because there's so many no, other superheroes so they run into. Like, I, I don't think, think we need I to think cast that's the a Jesus solid. Society. Maybe Pa, maybe Pa. Oh yeah, Pa. We should probably cast Razorhead. I can see very much as a Vinnie Jones type, right? Vinnie Jones, Batista. Yeah, Batista would be the more. Yeah, because Vinnie Jones is getting up there a little bit. Well, so is, uh, so is Batista. Batista's in his fifties. Oh, okay. Uh, well, then it's, yeah, I just it just seems similar to the way he portrays Drax, sort of this guy who really is designed and trained to do one thing, and he he's sort of trapped by that. He's like, well, I don't necessarily want to be like a a, a violent maniac. Like, what if I yeah want to be quiet and have friends and a family? Exactly. Anybody who can play badass who's can be a sweetheart too. Yeah. Like yeah. Uh, Unexpected Black's... turn for Razorhead too, because uh, oh yeah, you you think of him, you you assume he's just gonna be and because he, he is. I, I said it's a grotesque character design. He is grotesque. Yeah, <laughs> it was a good. That was the one thing I didn't expect because they yeah they set him up as like just another goon. There's yeah. so many of these goons. Yeah, just another guy that martial law is gonna have to be all edgy and beat the shit out of. Yep. Uh, Black Scarab. Uh, could Crispin Glover play him? I think Crispin Glover. Um, I was thinking Dark Horse. Uh, Michael Keaton. Ooh, yeah. Michael Keaton could play Pa. Michael Keaton could be Pa. I think he might be better as Pa. Yeah. Yeah, I think I could really. That would be. See I, that, I would, that would be fun. Just the implication there. Yeah. It's like, yeah, the older generation of superhero. This is has begotten martial law. And, uh, yeah. and plus, I just want to see Michael Keaton making flesh sculptures in his basement. Oh, but I want to see that more than anything. So, yeah, Black Scarab then. Uh, I said Crispin Glover. Let's see. Let me let me take a look at him. He's very he kind of looks like the monarch, which doesn't help. Yeah, he does a little bit. Um, like he's very cartoony. He's very angular. More, he's very lanky. Um, yeah, like a creepy lanky person. I think would be good. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Crispin Glover would probably Crispin Glover. Crispin Glover would probably work. Honestly, yeah. Fuck it. I think yeah. you nailed it. Um, Everest. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, man. So he's like a Robin type. Uh, yeah, he's he's a he's a adult now, but uh, yeah. he's he's, kind of, he's slimy, like he's a sex trafficker, basically. Right. Um. Basically, this is hard. Yeah. Um. Hmm. I'm trying to think of guys like Michael J. Fox types. Like Michael J. Fox is obviously too old. A little bit too old. Uh, yeah, but that would be the a right, younger him. That would, would be the been, right yeah. vibe. Yeah. Uh, some like a yeah man. I'm. This is tough. Who? Okay. Uh, this is an interesting. Uh, this is this is all right. Follow follow me here because this is uh, this is sort of dovetailing uh, from my Michael Keaton suggestion. Marlon Wayans. Marlon Wayans. Because Marlon Wayans was originally cast as Robin in the Tim Burton movies. Um, I can see Marlon Wayans. Marlon Wayans has done dramatic stuff before and. All right, yeah, I I I think Marlon Wayans could do it. Maybe maybe be cool to see to see Marlon Wayans try to be a bad guy. I don't know. Yeah, I feel like Crispin Glover could play literally any of these too. Yeah, Pa as well. <laughs> he could play any of these characters. He could play Razorhead. <laughs> yeah, fuck it. <laughs> he could play. I think Black Scarab is that's pretty great. That's a pretty great pull. Crispin Glover. Yeah, yeah. solid solid Dave. Nice work. No <laughs> problem. <laughs> Listen, he's always kind of on my mind. Honestly, yeah, he's haunting. He's haunting me constantly in some way. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's never he never strays far from my thoughts. No, why would he? Mm-mm. All right. Well, I think that's it for casting. I right? think you're right, Dave. I think you that is correct. All right. Uh, we're we'll get this movie made in no time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Our, mm-hmm. I'm I'm on the phone with our people. My oh, my pe- I'm having my people call your people, Dave. And okay, then good. They're yeah, going to get on the phone with their people. Let's touch peoples. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll, yeah. we'll gently touch peoples. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we'll and make then it happen. Somebody will notify Crispin Glover. He's probably listening. He's always listening. He's always listening. Yeah. Yeah. Um, man, any other last thoughts on this? No, I think this? it's it, for me, it's running out of steam. Like, it's. Like I'm it getting, is, it's still got, it still has some fun stuff here. Yeah, but message-wise, writing-wise, I would definitely say like they're thinking of cool ideas that feel like they could have belonged earlier. That, that they're almost like, oh, and what about this? Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh yeah, that would have went good be earlier in the other thing. I think if they had relied more on zombies and just done like a straight up zombie story and didn't think about the. Um, the superhero stuff as much and just used it as a way to bring back some old villains. Like I, I just, I don't mind that basic idea. Like, I think that would be fun in any, like imagine like a, well, Batman doesn't kill the bad guys, I guess, but like imagine a version where of anything of Punisher or something where zombies show up and all the zombies versions of their enemies, he has to fight them again, you know? Mm hmm. That just seems fun. Yeah. So I, get down with that. I don't. Um, I mean, it, yeah. I just I like that as a concept. I just wish they had done done it. Like I mean, that is what this is all about. But it's they it deviates. It deviates a little bit. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just. It's. Uh, it's starting to feel um, more juvenile the longer it goes on for me. You know. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was always kind of, it was always a little juvenile, <laughs> like from Jump. Right. But it is clear, like, this is an idea that you'd only do for so long. 
Right. Yeah. This is not because they made their point. So now it's just like, yeah, we get it. Yeah. It's like a TV series that runs a little too long. You know, where it's it's uh, like, oh, you had a couple seasons in you. Yeah. Tops. Yeah. It feels like Tim Robbins in Team America. The corporations with their corporations, you know? Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we got it. (laughs) Like, we we got it. (laughs) Yeah, there's just not much... It, it's yeah. you know, <laughs> it's it's what I tweeted a long time ago is you either um you either die Twin Peaks or you live long enough to see yourself become lost. Yeah, where it's like yeah, if you overstay your welcome, it it suddenly uh, people realize like oh yeah, you you didn't have that much, and that's fine. Yeah. You don't need to have you know exactly. It had this stayed. I think had this been a 10-issue series where they worked in a little of the stuff from Takes Manhattan into the original story, um, it's not their fault because they probably hadn't thought of those things until later, you know? Uh, but I think this all could have been combined into like a really strong, limited series. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, and and that, you know. that was the initial concept, too. So Right. I guess they're just bringing it back for like, I don't know. We'll see. Like there's, there's still enough fun stuff in this that I'm not, you know, no, I'm enjoying reading. Yeah, for sure. I'm totally looking forward to reading the next episode and seeing what the fuck happens next. Yeah. Oh yeah. And that'll be our, I I believe last episode. I know pinhead and the mask show up eventually. (laughs) Yeah. I think those are uh, like side comics that we won't get to. Ah, bummer. But we could on our own free time. Yeah. But I'm not going to do that. I know. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't do anything unless I'm gonna monetize it somehow, Dave. Of course, of course. Why would I? Why would I do that? Yeah, gotta make. Yeah, I'm on gotta that grind. Money. Yeah, gotta do those tax write-offs. Mm-hmm. It's all about the tax write-offs. <laughs> uh, shit. All right, I think we're done. I think we are. Yeah. Oh my goodness, Mind Freak! Thank you so much, Mind Freak five five five. Yeah. Thank you. I hope you're enjoying this. I hope people are enjoying this series. We have one more left. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. I, I am enjoying reading these um, still. I remember I talked about that at the start of this, mm-hmm. having not read a lot of comics. Uh, it's fun. Yeah, it's fun to just read a comic. And I, yeah. we've, we've mentioned a bunch of times, but this is totally very easily available digitally. Uh, yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't try to find a physical copy. I don't believe it's in print. So you're going to yeah. spend a lot of money on that if you do. Yeah, if anybody's interested, look it up. Yeah. Look it up. Yeah. Look up comics. Google comics. Yeah. They're like still movies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're pretty neat. Um, and also neat is our Patreon. Patreon.com slash Gamefully Unemployed. Uh, if you go on there for just $5 a month, you get access to a bunch of exclusive podcasts like Tom and Jeff Watch Batman, Fox Mulder is a Maniac, Star Trek The Next Futurama, and Spielboys. Mm. We watch movies with our patrons every Friday night as well. And yeah, there are tiers where you can uh, have custom podcasts made. We got a new one coming up soon, and it's going to be fun. So keep your keep your balls keep your balls out. For yeah, it. keep your balls to the ground. Yeah, um, keep them. Yeah. yeah, keep them peeled. Keep your balls peeled. Uh, <laughs> we also have a store. Uh, head over to GameplayUnemployed.com. You'll find a link to our Teespring store uh, where we have all kinds of cool original artwork and designs. You can get on T-shirts, mugs, stickers, posters, all kinds of things. So check that out. Mm-hmm. You goofs. Yeah, and remember, get just from the the balls. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cup your hands to your balls, mm-hmm. and listen and into yeah. the wind. Yeah, if you press your ear against your balls, you can hear us. Yeah, you can hear the ocean 
if you shove your balls into a seashell. <laughs> you can hear Crispin Glover whispering. Yeah. <laughs> shove your balls into a seashell. Yeah. The, the the sound of the waves crashing against the shore, that's that's Crispin Glover. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You see those footprints? Uh, that's where Crispin Glover yeah. carried you. Uh, what are we talking about? I don't know. What is this? It's done. Yeah. We're, it's over. The episode's over. Okay. 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 Goodbye. Bye. <laughs>